This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. This came to me in worship, Psalm 63, and I want to read it before we get started. Well, we're started before we get started. Hello. We're so far into it. It's crazy, right? Um, But in the midst of the passion in this room, it's fairly extraordinary um, what God initiates with his heart. Psalm 63, the title of it is Thirsting for God. I'm reading from the Passion. And it says, O God of my life, I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more, with cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God, daily, daily. I will worship you passionately with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake each night thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father. I sing through the night under your splendor shadow, offering up you my songs of delight and joy. With passion, I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. It goes on to speak of those who would seek to destroy me, but I wanted to focus in that psalm on the passion part because in in so we said last week that COVID has been used by God to jolt some things. It wasn't from God. We know that. However, God doesn't waste anything. Nothing at all. You can go ahead and set up behind me, huh? I mean, yeah, we're at ease in here, right? But what I wanted to share was, we said last week, there's a change coming. So part of what I feel my heart and my accountability is to really assist and and nudge and nurture and say, be ready for the change. Don't be scared of how God adjusts your life, maybe how he's using differently the the seed in your heart and the, the renewing of your soul. You may have been prepared for decades, maybe from your infancy in your mother's womb, for a day like today, not just today, this day, but this season in the earth. And so in so, I'm saying, be ready even for the changes in so. We had the sharing of the panel that I was with and, and the faculty of, of the, the School of Word and Worship last week that shared. And in the midst of all of that, I felt between, between grace and Babette and Heather, there was this prophetic impetus, this this nudge, push, something that almost can begin to speak forth or speak forth to us, call us forth in new things. And so I felt like over the weekend, the Lord said, okay, put them up there as the first panel. You know, we had panel during the quarantining in Pastor Barry's office um, when we were just online and we couldn't be together like this. So they're going to share with you from their hearts tonight. I encourage you, God took us by the power of his spirit to a passionate place tonight. Let me say this as a disclaimer of sorts. If you didn't feel anything tonight, no condemnation. Not at all. Not at all. He still did something in you and to you and with you. You know, we don't always feel. Sometimes we're in desperate places and we want to feel or we want to recognize what was happening. But I would say to you, just know in your heart, he was moving tonight. We are in the midst of his move in the earth, his move in this house, his move in this school. And so open your heart tonight for more seed to come that he's building together as this fabulous garden that's going to burst out of you. And it doesn't have to look like a church thing. It just needs to look like a God thing. But don't let it, like, not maybe no, no God thing you've ever seen before. 
See, this is so important because God himself never changes. Jesus never changes. However, methodology better change. Or nobody's going to recognize that it's God. It just looks like it's church. No condemnation to church. I love gathering as the church, but that's the point. We are the church, not this building. So I encourage you tonight, listen to what these ladies say. Receive seed. If you trust me, you can trust every one of them. And some of you know them personally, so you already know you can trust them. Take the seed in. Let it do something in your garden. Some of the seed's going to come and just mess up what's there that doesn't need to be there. You know, some plants grow up and push out the weeds. So the other thing that I want to share is we have this going on tonight. Tomorrow on Instagram... There will be um, a Q&A, a question and answer opportunity. So if you have any questions after tonight, go on Instagram tomorrow and you can put your question on there if it's directed at a particular person. What Jackie, our um, producer, is going to do is film the answer for you and then that'll be posted. So we're starting some new things, right? Can we get excited about that? We're going to do some new things. We're taking advantage of platforms. We're taking advantage of opportunities to ask questions differently. And certainly, if you know any of us and you just want to grab us after the meeting tonight or on a Sunday, grab us. This is family. You can ask whatever question. I can promise you, you ain't going to blow me away with nothing. Nothing. Because there's not a crazy question on the planet that I haven't asked. And there's probably not much crazy things to do on the planet that I haven't been guilty of in the past. So relax into what God is doing. And um, I think that's all I'm supposed to share, right? Okay, so Q&A tomorrow on Instagram. And I'm loving Instagram. What is that about? Jesus has done a miracle. So he's done a miracle because I used to be like, what? Social media, who needs it? I need people in my face. Well, you know, when quarantine comes, you can't have them in your face. So Jesus says, well, I got a way you can, they can see your face and you can feel them. Are you ready to feel in different ways? Not just the fuzzy goosebumps and stuff, but what is God wanting you to recognize? It's a time for a lot of revelation, right? Okay. Come on, ladies. Let's have some fun here tonight. doing? <laughs> All right, so Pastor Kathy introduced us um, as panel for tonight, and, um, and we're going to be just like, sometimes we have our off talk, you know, in the spirit, and spontaneous conversation ensues sometimes, but hello, we're back. <laughs> um, uh, we had a lot of great feedback. Uh, from last week, uh, mainly because uh, we're just genuinely sharing from what we have gone through this time and throughout this, what we call, um, (laughs) I don't know, for some other reason, I just do not like to say that word COVID. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, (laughs) yeah. So I used to call that, I just I want to rename it. So I, I used to just joke around with a few of my friends that I'm going to call it like Covenant 20. Covenant 20. <laughs> so um, it felt like even during worship, right before we prayed, um, the worship team, and um, when Pastor Kathy prayed about the trade wind and the wind blowing in, and obviously... It felt like uh, this whole thing has been, we just kind of like swooped away this wind. You know, remember the Dorothy? <laughs> <In> the, <laughs> the, the, 
Yes. And um, you feel like you're in this like wind of this turner and you're thinking, um, you can probably all can see Dorothy in that wind. <laughs> Trying to just figure out where, where am I going, you know? Um, and it felt like the other perfect storm has been hit. But okay, when I say perfect storm, I'm not talking about the sea thing. I'm talking about God's perfect plan and his timing through it all. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the scripture that I like to share, I guess um, I have a couple doors to, I've been thinking about a couple doors to enter, but when um, we prayed about the wind and then uh, obviously the upper room, uh, that Holy Ghost wind blew in and probably the people, 120 people in that upper room, um, I was taught that number 120 was the beginning of the spirit. <laughs> So there it is, another number. And so that wind blew in. Uh, probably those 120 people had no idea what that was. But just like tonight we sang the song, this is the air I breathe. They probably felt like their lung capacity has been enlarged. And, and they knew, they just knew they're invincible, they can fly. So having said that, and the scripture that I thought I will, will share last week, I didn't share. But the scripture that I've been sort of kind of meditating uh, on top of what Pastor Gavin shared about the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, um, the finished work of Christ who's risen from the dead. And he is ruling and reigning in our heart. So the scripture I want to start with is the First Corinthians four, um, five. Um, this um, the Passion translation, and so resist the temptation to pronounce premature judgment on anything before the appointed time, when when all will be fully revealed. Instead, wait until. The Lord makes his appearance, for he will bring all that is hidden in darkness to light and unveil every secret motive of everyone's heart. Then, when the whole truth is known, it will receive praise from God. And a lot of times when you read scripture, like every secret motive of everyone's heart, we have tendency to go into the negative event. But along with what Pastor Kathy shared about the uh, Psalm 63, and this is so beautiful because the every secret motive, sometimes we can, we feel like we can hide our passion like a secret. But I think that time has ended. You know, there are times God will heed you in secret place, but there are times that whether you're ready or not, he will say, no more, come out of closet. So I think we're right at that place that we're coming out of the closet. And somebody already came out. Somebody already in the process coming out. Doesn't matter. You're coming out. (laughs) So, so, um, yeah. (laughs) So, so, um, so one of the things that God told me, um, for the past three, four months was that, um, with an, this motive in your heart that there's a desire, there's a passion, there's a destiny that, that you have in you and you are discovering the path. But at the same time, there's always this, um, as church people, there's always this, the um, messages in the air. I don't know how you describe it, like airwaves or whatever. There's so much information on top of that, whether it's good or bad. And as church people, there are many uh, great voices out there. And there are many, many, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying all the good things. They are like broadcasting what's happening, what's coming. And it's all good. But at the same time, the key thing is what God's saying to me personally. You know? And basically... For me, I always have to remind myself, um, I know 
I'm going to a place where that I always wanted to pursue after. But then it felt like there's always been distractions. So um, the key thing is right now, I think at such a time as this, is that what voice are you listening to? And whose voice are you listening to? Or how are you listening to? And what is your filter to listen to? And we all say, yes, it's the Holy Spirit. It's such a pet answer. I'm not discounting Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's not the one who gives us the whole bunch of the inspirations and, and revelation. But I think um, what we need to always remind ourselves is that just like tonight, the worship team ministered us amazingly that we have to always remember who, you, who we are in Christ. So um, someone told me that you don't have to keep just re- reminding people, do, are you, do you know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so so I, know you, I know you know what I'm talking about. So it's good feedback. So I love it. Thank you. So, um, and I know, I mean, I have known, I mean, these are my friends. 25 years, 20 years, so we have a lot of history together. But at the same time, one of the things that I am so like grateful for is for my friendship with them is that there are parts of friendship that we kind of flow through, but there's always parts. I always like respect their ministry and their calling and what they bring. So um, I don't want to just talk about myself, but just uh, <laughs> interact. <laughs> yeah. So what would, you, what, would, what would you say on top of this? Yeah. Well, I loved what you said. I mean, I love the scripture in um, 1 Corinthians 4 or 5. But, and I also loved what you said, like, what is God saying to you? Mm-hmm. I think that that's so key in this season for us to, um, to pursue and to focus. And if, um, you know, if you're just at a place right now where you're learning to figure out what is God saying to me in particular, like to me in my heart... Um, I just want to encourage you to really pursue that because, um, he says that when we seek him, we will find him when we seek him with all our hearts. And sometimes we can put, um, a works on that and thinking that, well, if I seek him with all my heart, that means I must have to be fasting and doing this and doing that and sacrificing this and never watching TV and doing all this other stuff. And if, you know, you feel led to do any of that, do it. But in reality, it's just an issue of, um, of desire. It really is just an issue of a, of a heart desire. And so when we seek him, we have a desire, we call on his name, we will find him when we seek him with all our heart. And he says that if we ask him, he will show us. He will speak to us. You can, you can Google that, ask him. I have, you know, go to um, Bible Gateway. I love doing that. And just up at the top in a search, pick a, a translation that you like and just type at the top, ask me. And you will be amazed at how many times God in the Old Testament and the New Testament is, is just, you know, ask me. He's just, he is just yearning for us, you know. Um, and so for me, um, that is really, really important. That is um, how I um, remain in peace. I have the word of God that I can go to that is absolute truth. That tells me fear not all the time, um, a thousand times. You can Google that or Bible Gateway that one too. Fear not, and how many times he says fear not. Um, but for me, I loved what she wrote, read in First Corinthians four five. Um, one of the things he told me was Isaiah eight twelve, and it was this wasn't a scripture I was very familiar with at all, but it says in Isaiah eight twelve, and I, I didn't write down the. Um, a translation I got this from, so I apologize for that. It says, um, he's talking to me. This is my word, and you're welcome to, if it blesses you, you're welcome to grab it as yours too. In Isaiah eight twelve, he says, you're not to say it's a conspiracy in regard to all the people call a conspiracy. You are not to fear what they fear, nor be in dread of it. 
It is the Lord that you are to regard as holy and awesome. He alone shall be your fear and your source of dread, not man. We're not called to fear God in the sense of like, um, I fear a snake. (laughs) I don't like snakes. But we are called to place him in a place of awe. And that's what that word fear in the Old Testament means. It means to place him in a place of reverential awe above all else. And then he says, um, Then he shall be a sanctuary, a sacred and indestructible shelter for those who fear and trust him. And I thought it was really interesting because that word conspiracy, I looked it up, and it does mean treason, an unlawful alliance, um, something, a secret plot formulated, but it, um, it also means to work together, to bind, and to make stronger. And so when I sat down with the Holy Spirit with that scripture, what I realized was that he was saying to me is kind of like what Pastor Kathy was saying, that God will maximize and use whatever is going on in the earth. So there is a conspiracy within the conspiracy. You know, the enemy brings a conspiracy, but, but Father God, nothing is um, going to catch him by surprise. He knows the beginning from the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He alone is all-knowing. He alone is almighty, and he alone is all-present. And the enemy wants us sometimes to think in situations like this that he's the one that's all-knowing and that he's the one who's moving things around, but he is not. That is his deception, and he is a, ma- a deceiver. That's what yeah. Yeah. his name says, deceiver. His name means, I'm sorry. So realize that in everything that's going on now, like we don't know what's going to be happening, what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, everything was COVID, 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 and then there were racial issues, and everything was racial issues, racial issues, racial issues. Now, you don't hear about that a lot. Now you're back to hearing COVID, COVID, COVID round two. Okay? And so it's like you have to realize that within that, to go to the Lord and be like, okay, Papa, you know, what's going on here? For me, now I have my, I know. He's told me right here. You are not to fear what they, the world, fears. Nor are you to be in dread. So that's my mandate. That those are my marching orders. That's what I'm standing on. That is my baseline. That is my strategy. What I'm supposed to just keep before me is Father God, his faithfulness, his covenant of healing and wholeness and protection. And that's, so that is what my mandate is. That is what God is saying to me. So if you, if you bump into me, you're going to bump into what God is saying to me. You're, you come into my sphere of influence, you come into my Metron, and I'm going to expand the kingdom by sharing with you what he's sharing with me. And that, you know, I haven't been given a platform in politics. I haven't been given a platform in a lot of places that a lot of people have. But I have been given what I have been given. And I will maximize it and I will influence and I will expand the tent pegs of the area that I have been called to influence. I have a question. Yeah. So when you said like Metron, mm-hmm. and you know, I know what that means, but some of us now realize what that means. So could you kind of elaborate on that one? Yes. Okay. Well, my Metron would be like the people I know, the things that I'm called to, mm-hmm. the sphere in which I walk. So my Metron moves with me. Mm-hmm. So if I go into Giant, I have a sphere of, of the people that I come in contact with, that I have an opportunity um, that I can speak to, that I can share with. I have a Metron here because of my position and my job. I have a Metron within my family. It's my sphere of influence. And every single one of you has one. And what you have to realize is that our sphere of influences are divinely appointed. They're not, they're not coincidence. The people, Pastor Barry used to always say, the people that we work with, the people that we live next to, the people that, you know, we commute with on the highway every day, you know, we tend to, we tend to move in herds. You know, everybody who works in D.C. leaves at the same time every day. They're on 66. They're heading towards D.C. And then they hang a U-turn at about 5 o'clock and they all come back. And whether or not we realize it, we can pray for the people that we're hurting with. 
You know, it's like in every, in every place that we are, we are there for a divine purpose. And we have a, a call for that space. And sometimes I feel like we just go on autopilot and we think that, oh, this is just my life. And we don't realize, okay, well, everybody that I'm on the road with at 9 a.m. traveling from Haymarket into Manassas, which is where I live and where I work, there's a reason why. So if I'm on the highway and I'm praying in the spirit, I can pray in the spirit just for me. I can pray in the spirit just for the little bubble of my little Mazda. I can pray in the spirit for the bubble of my Mazda and expand it to my family. Or I can continue to expand that bubble of what I'm praying in the spirit for. And, you know, and we have to realize that we are influences on the earth. He, Jesus said in Matthew, and it's red, like Pastor Kathy said, words in red. So these count more, right? <laughs> he said, we're the salt of the earth. He didn't say to me, he says, Babette, you're the salt of the earth. He didn't say to me, Babette, Heather's the salt of the earth. He says that to Heather. But he says to me, Babette, you're the salt of the earth, which means I have an opportunity to affect something. Then he says to me, Babette, you're the light of the world. So that means that I have an opportunity to bring revelation into darkness. Now, whether I sit on that and I do nothing with it, that's my choice. But, you know, sometimes we get bored because we don't have this amazing capacity and this amazing ministry and God didn't call us. No, he did. We just need to like, yeah, yeah. yeah we just need to yeah. do it, you know, <laughs> step into it, yeah. take it. And, and anyway, I think that that's a really great point because what you're saying is that, that because you just uh, described your connection with the Holy Spirit. And because your ears are open, your eyes are open. And that's how you just bring about your reality to your daily function. I sometimes hate to call it function, but it's the way it goes. You have to function, but with the Holy Spirit's help. Yeah, it's life in the kingdom, how it expresses through me. I mean, this module is kingdom, and this is kingdom. Yeah. This is being a kingdom citizen. We are in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. And Heather? Yeah. Well, well, I was thinking of the scripture um, in Joshua 1, where Joshua's taken over leadership, and um, God comes and he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you go. And he said, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. And it's kind of, that's something kind of like I... It goes right along with that because um, we're, we're the governmental entity, the spiritual governmental entity on earth. Mm-hmm. And so everywhere we go, we actually have spiritual um, influence mm-hmm. over that situation, over the area, whatever it is, over the situations. And um, I was thinking, like, when you were talking about, you know, driving down, you know, in our cars and praying, and I always say, um, because there is a scripture, your neighbors dwell by you for safety's sake. Mm-hmm. Yes. And every time I get on 81, I like, thank you, Father. My neighbors dwell by me for safety's sake. So everybody around, there'll be no accidents. There'll be nothing because I'm protected. Right. When I get on an airplane, I'm like, I'm protected. Right. So therefore, everybody's protected. Yes. And, yeah. and, but that's how you take mm-hmm. every place on the switch soul your foot treads yeah. he's given to you. That's how you take it. Yeah. You take it every day and you say, he's given this to me. And I have a right. He's given me the right and the authority to walk in kingdom here. And it's the name of this is um, this course is kingdom having a healthy perspective on identity. And it all comes back to who do we identify with? Who are we identifying with? Are we identifying with God and I am a child of God? I'm a son or a daughter of God. Or are we identifying with something else? Before I'm a woman, I'm a child of God. That is my identity Mm -hmm. before anything else. And it takes precedence over everything because if I start to, to use a, a, um, a different filter, it's going to skew everything That's right. because he is first and foremost. Kingdom is first and foremost. And who I am as a child of God in him is the priority. And so I love that title that you gave to it, having a healthy perspective on identity because everything goes back to identity. 
everything does. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, I always think of the movie, The Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's that one scene that I absolutely love when Jesus is in the garden and he's sweating blood and he's like, man, you know, I got, I know what I got to do, but if there's any other way to do it. And in that scene, the, it, the devil comes around and just skulks, skulks around. If you guys have seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, but you know, you can imagine how skulky and gross the devil is. And he skulks around Jesus. He's on his <laughs> knees on his, you know, crying and everything. And the enemy skulks around and he starts going, who are you? And he just, and he just kind of, who are you? And then he just keeps skulking around. And then he was, he asked him again. And then he goes, can one man really save the world? Come on. And it was such a good depiction of how the enemy comes against us because he's coming against Jesus and he's, he went right to his identity. He went right to his identity as the son of God sent to live the life of show us who God is on the earth, be crucified and resurrect so that we can live who he is on earth. He went right to his identity and that's exactly what he does to each one of us. He goes right to our identity and he tries to take us out of the realm of first and foremost, I am a child of God. That is who I am. And he take, he tries to take us out of that realm. And then if he can't, he tries to make us forget who we are. And, and it's like this whole word tells us who we are and Jesus was our example. And so we constantly have to go wait and we have to judge that against what's happening in the world. We have to judge that against what other people want to tell us who our identity is. We have to take that to God and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I out of order here? Am I, am I out of order? Because there's so much in the airwaves coming across everything. And, and, um, when we, it's so funny when you said the word airwaves, I instantly went to like a, a, uh, scientific picture of like what the, the electrical feeds of colors going through the airwaves and stuff. And, um, you know, one thing that, um, I, I felt to say at some point tonight is, you know, when you pray in the spirit, you totally mess up the airwaves. You take authority just by praying in the spirit. You take authority over the airwaves. It's like you're jamming the signal. Yeah. Because you're, when you pray in the spirit, it is God's direct words infiltrating the atmosphere. You know, not what you say. It does not matter. It's his direct words infiltrating the atmosphere. And when his direct words infiltrate the atmosphere, it's authority. And it infiltrates. So like the other night in prayer for the nation, we got into this hardcore praying in the spirit. And all of a sudden, like when Pastor Gavin was preaching on Sunday, um, the David and Goliath scene, I saw that spirit of Marxism coming against America in in Goliath. I saw it plain as day. And I was deliberately in my spiritual eyes praying, looking at a Goliath of Marxism and praying the spirit and interrupting every single airwave that that spirit wants to come and take over in America. And it's, and those are the things, these are the practical ways of how do we walk out kingdom every single day. These are the things. And one of the, um, one of the scriptures that I had thought about when we were, Grace was kind of going to kick the whole thing off and she was telling us yesterday. And immediately the scripture that came to me is Mark 424. And, um, it's in the passion. It says, then he said to them, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear for, as you do more understanding will be given to you. And according to the depth of your longing to understand much more will be added to you much more. He's saying, go look behind the scenes. Like what's that? Don't just take everything at face value. Even the word what's behind the scenes of the word of God. What's Holy Spirit, I'm reading this scripture, but what's behind it that you want to show me the depth of it? And, but we take that to even, even what's going on in our daily lives at work or in the world or whatever. And we go, what's going on behind this thing? And um, if, the, if you read the King James, the same scripture says, um, he said unto them, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet or you give out, it will be measured to you in return and unto you shall more be given. And so basically what he's saying, whatever you're hearing or seeing, 
how much you take in, then more is going to be added on top of that. So when we say we walk by faith, you know, more of the word we take in, it's just more revelation comes and more revelation comes. But, you know, when the opposite happens and we're, we're taking in things that really aren't God, it basically takes away from, it starts chopping down, so to speak, what you do know, and it starts building up. It kind of skews the, if this is God and this is not God, then it kind of skews the balance of things. And um, when he says, I looked up these words, when he says, take heed, what you hear, take heed actually means discern, Mm. to perceive with the use of your eyes, to perceive by the senses. And I think that's just another thing, like we have to start like, really going, what, you know, we've all been in those situations where like something doesn't feel right. It looks good, Mm -hmm. but it's not feeling right. That's taking heed. That's like, that's sensing by the spirit. Like there's something else going on around this, but I don't know exactly what it is or you might. Uh So you you just used the word discernment. Uh And then I thought about that. I think Rafa had, we had uh, that chat session. We talked about for couple, was it two or two or three weeks, talked about discernment. So how do we get to the point of, you know, exercising our senses to discern? And what would be like a practical way, you know, when, while you were talking thought about meditation, mm-hmm. because one thing we cannot get away is meditating, mm-hmm. <laughs> even dreaming about it. <laughs> so how... I know Pastor Kathy has been covered numerous times and, and you know, you need to stay on the world and then meditate. But uh, how do you meditate? How you meditate? How do I meditate? Yeah. And then to come to a point of discernment. Yeah. Um, well, I think that I have um, particular, it just depends on the situation. I have particular um, scriptures or if I run across something and I'm like, and it hits me and I'm like, hmm. Then I'll think about that and I'll go to our blue letter Bible and I'll, I'll, I'll begin to look up things like I did just with the meanings of those words. And then by doing that, I begin to get a larger and a broader picture. And then I just sit with God and I imagine and I think about, okay, what, okay. So if I'm, when he says um, to perceive by the senses to discern, um, and he also says take, when he says take heed what you hear. The word hear means you're able to hear. But one of the things it says is not deaf. And I went, that's interesting to take the opposite. So I sit there and I think, what does it mean? I'm not deaf because I can deafen myself to a lot of things. I can deafen myself, even though I can hear, I can also be deaf to what God's actually saying to me. I can be deaf to what somebody else, he's trying to speak through somebody else to what he's saying to me. So what I'm saying is I just start taking these things and I start thinking about it and I start meditating with it and maybe pray in the spirit and just, you know, the Holy Spirit is the revelator and he brings revelation of truth. And so um, the more you pray in the spirit also, you build up your sensitivity to the spirit. And so you will begin to discern things that you like didn't before. And I think praying in the spirit is a real key. So um, another word that between praying in the spirit and meditating, meditating the word of God, there is that the power of revelation kicks in. Yeah. And so that's how you start getting used to listening to the spirit voice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you get familiar with that voice. I think, yeah. I think one of the other things, too, is just in, in daily life, like... Yeah. Um, it might be easier. I don't know how everybody is, but I'm kind of a feeler and a sensor. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's somewhat more easy for me. Well, I don't know. But like if you just sense something like, I'm not sure like what's going on in this particular situation. And instead of kind of poo-pooing it away, mm-hmm. you take it to God and you it's go, It's so okay, easy to do. Yeah. It is yeah. easy to do because mm-hmm. we, sometimes we think, oh, it's just me. <laughs> poo-poo it away. Yeah. It's, it's telling and like so, it is. Okay. <laughs> and so... You start going, okay, God, is there something to this or is there not something to this? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the other key. Yeah. What really helped me when I first started coming to church here, I started going at that point there was, um, well, there still is an 8 o'clock prayer time. But anyway, there was a, an 8 o'clock prayer time and Sandy led it. And I started going to that. And one of the 
greatest ways I started figuring out I'm hearing God and I'm sensing things is I would get something to pray, but I would be, I wouldn't pray it out. Cause I'd be like, I wasn't sure that was the right thing. And then someone else would pray it. And I go, oh, I got that. And it's like, but, and, and it's like so good because you're like, okay, I am hearing, I am discerning. I am feeling out where the Holy Spirit wants to go. Someone will say, oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to pray about this. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I was thinking that. (laughs) But that is one of the best ways that was so good for me to begin to discern, Mm -hmm. am I hearing God or am I not hearing God? Um, yes to everything Heather said. Um, what was the, what was the question again? <laughs> I agreed with everything she said, but What's I have no idea way? what the question was. Okay. What, what is your way of meditating and then, and then really growing discernment? Okay. Um, meditating, um, praying in the spirit is huge. Um, one time, um, we were in praise and worship. And that, okay, that, I think what she said is really, really important. To begin to get the confirmations that you're hearing God is a lot of times it happens within the body of Christ when you're in other situations. Like, um, I can remember when I first started um, coming here, This um, I came here probably about mm, two or three years after I was born again. So I was, I was pretty young in the Lord. And... Um, I love praise and worship, always connected with worship big time. And um, I didn't know a ton of songs, but I knew what I had learned in three years. And, um, and the worship team would be singing a song, and then all of a sudden, I would know the next song. Do you know? And so I started realizing, okay, well, I'm getting that information from somewhere. Right? So I was, you know, it's like I'm getting that information from the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit knows the next song, yeah. you know. Um, and, and like Heather said, then coming into prayer meetings and all of a sudden people are praying things out that I had been thinking, okay. And I didn't, and you know, you're just figuring it all out, right. Um, or things like all of a sudden I'd be thinking, where are your keys, where are your keys, where are your keys. And I'd walk out the door and shut the door and instantly know my keys are in there on the other side of that door. (laughs) But I started realizing, you know, Holy Spirit really loves me. He doesn't want me to be in that situation. So he was prompting me and I was like, she said, blowing him off, poo-pooing it. And then realizing, oh, I am hearing God. Okay. And, and just things like that. So the other thing too is, um, with discerning, um, I would, um, the way it works for me a lot of times is, you know, there's discerning of the spirit of God and what God is saying. And then there's discerning of my own stuff. And then there is discerning of what's happening in the, what the enemy is, is, is wanting to perpetrate. So what ended up happening to me a lot of times was that I would be kind of like today in praise and worship. I started picking up on what I knew was going on in people's hearts, you know, and, and by the way, if that was going on in your heart and you feel like you want to seal the deal with prayer, come up to one of us after, you know, today. Um, and, and we will pray with you about that. Um, God did a lot in praise and worship, but sometimes you just want that one-on-one connection. And we're so happy to do that for you guys. Anytime, anytime you want prayer. So I started picking up that there were people, you know, that felt like, man, my life, like, it blew up. It just shattered, you know. And, and you know, and so when I, I begin to feel things that I know I don't own, my life right now is not in that place. But I began to feel it like it was, okay. And I, would, I began to see it. I began to feel the emotions of it. So I'm discerning something that's in the room. And then what I do when I do that is like, okay, Father, this is what I'm discerning. What do you want to do about this? And sometimes he'll say, just pray. And sometimes he'll say, bring it out. Let people know. Because he wants you to know how much he loves you. He loves you so much that he's going to put that on my heart so that I will bring it forward so that you can open up your heart and know he hears you. He sees you. He knows. He cares. He wants to heal. 
So that's sometimes how discerning works for me. Uh, Another time I walked into um, Manassas Mall and I got hit with, all of a sudden I was just like bothered by poverty. I was like, ugh, you know, and I'm like, you know, I have dominion, I will subdue, was the way I responded within myself. And I was getting ready to take authority over a spirit of poverty in the Manassas Mall and, you know, and bring in process. And the Holy Spirit stopped me and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you showed me this. Because that's what you have to realize is when you pick something up, when you discern something, it's him showing you something. But what we do, you know, we, I can drive my own car and, and then go and do this thing. Or I can stop and yield and ask him, what do you want to do with this? And if I stop and yield, more than likely, I'm going to get a lot better results than if I just go on what I want to do with it, right? And what I was doing wasn't um, not in the Bible. He's given us authority. But it wasn't the right thing for that moment, So when I asked him, he said, what I want you to do is as you're walking through the mall, I want you to begin to release the opposite spirit. So that was his strategy to come against what was trying to perpetrate our land. And at the time, everything in Manassas Mall, like every three stores were boarded up. And then there would be one H&M, you know, and then boarded up, boarded up, boarded up, and then K Jewelers, you know. And now, if you look at Manassas Mall, and I'm not saying, I don't think that this was just because of what I did. I'm sure that there are a lot of believers who went in there and picked that up because it was there, okay? But now, if you look at Manassas Mall, it has become a more thriving you know, place where there is life there again. and there. So we have to realize, like I said, that when we discern something and when we or when we move with what when we discern something negative and then we discern what the spirit of god wants to do we affect change so can i say something on this um i think it's it's key like when when she shared um she did what he told her to do and um she said i'm sure not everybody you know that wasn't the thing that changed, but everybody that went in there changed something. But she did what he told her to do. And I was thinking about sometimes um, the things that we do individually can seem so futile. It's, you can be like, what, is it really having any, you know, it's just me. Is it really having any, any impact? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, um, I can't remember which verse, but it's in there. And it says, um, one plants, one waters, and God gives the increase. And, you know, even when we talk about someone getting born again, somebody went along and planted the seed. You might have been the seed planter. Mm-hmm. I could have planted a seed in someone's life. And then Babette went on and at a different time in life, mm-hmm. she ran into the same person, shared something about God and watered the seed. Mm-hmm. And then at a different point in life, grace runs against that person and they get born again and spirit filled and the increase came. But each one of us played a part in that. Mm-hmm. And so even though... She did, she played her part in what he wanted done in that situation. And I think it's important that we don't um, personally downplay our role in whatever it is that God's telling us, because that is why we have a body of Christ, because each one of us makes up the body and each one of us is important. And without the other one, we aren't the body. And so um, I know, I know for me, a lot of times, you know, the enemy will come against me and go, you know. Is, is it, I'll think, is anything that I'm doing really making a difference here? You know, or anything. That's the enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to be really careful personally that we um, honor, mm-hmm. like, what he tells us individually to do and know it plays a bigger role. And what struck me as you both you guys are sharing is that, that the, the level of intimacy in order to hear so... Uh, precisely at a certain point, and you could have, in your situation, said, you know, like, I'm going to take over this atmosphere and just plow through it, whatnot, and then and get into uh, your own understanding of sort. And then even I watched her uh, leading um, the prayer meetings, and even just, just like that, and you're thinking about something, and when everyone brings in a room, brings something, and then it's like, yeah, that is the 
picture and there is the feeling that I get exactly. So, so in order for any one of us to reach that point, we spend time. You spend time, we spend time, and, and really come conversing with God. In that sense that, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I thought about people, each individually, spiritually, as spiritual children, we have a particular, you know, bent to how to um, listen to God. You talked about your feeler, and, you know, I'm a seer, I, can't, I see, and, okay, I said the word. <laughs> I'm owning it. <laughs> yes, I'm a closet. And, <laughs> and, and we all have a um, particular way to grab a hold of God's attention or God will grab hold of our attention to focus on. And so, um, and it all begins with the word of God. So what I'm trying to say, we always go back to the very foundation of what God says about particular things and situations in our lives. And, and you know, um, when you're talking about um, that, your identity in, in God, and sometimes, you know, it's, I like to have, like, kind of have, like, the, the movie, movies and the, the pictures that comes to me. And um, there's this old, old movie well, it's a, it's a Chinese movie, but anyway. And, in, and there's a guy who lost um, his memory, and he, was, he has an amnesia. And he had an amnesia, and, uh, but he was actually a government agent. So he's kept going around asking people, who am I? And who am I? And then he got into, um, this plot is like, the, he got into a situation where that, because he was uh, trained as a specialist, so he was like, oh, the whole his physical body was actually a weapon. So when he lost his memory or his identity and he got into a dangerous situation and the body, what is the, how you respond to the dangerous situation, he, could, he was like an expert in the martial art. So he's like, oh... And he started getting clues. And that's, so the bottom line is that he, he finally got, got all his memories back. And he finally claimed his, who, he, who he was. Like, and his, he got back his own identity. Yeah. But then that spoke so volume to me. And that, that because he was discerning things, he was trained in a certain way. And he was able to defend himself in situations and... And ultimately, he remembered who he was. So I think even with this situation we gone through, of course, we were not perfect, but because the Holy Spirit's presence in us and he's guiding us to, okay, remember who you are. And remember who you are. Do not forget. Don't get into, because I think earlier when we had the conversation, you are talking about, you know, we cannot get into the amnesia and thinking that, you know, like when we hears so much like information in the airwaves and then like the other yeah, bombardment you you forget who you are mm-hmm. but it's important that you remember who you are so the scripture that uh, there's another scripture that um i thought about this morning was that um the first peter 2 9 but you are god's chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. And I just read the scripture, but with the scripture, I know, um, either Heather, you can bring out, and what would you say on that, that I want, I don't know, for some reason, that children generation thing, what would you say on that part for um, we're a chosen, chosen yeah. generation. Yeah. Um, well, if you're chosen, then you're set apart. Like okay. if I choose, if I choose something, whether someone says you can choose three of these things out of the 10, or you can choose one out of the five, whatever it is mm-hmm. to choose something, um, means I put my eye on it. I connect with it. 
and I want it as my own. Okay. And, um, you know, that's, that's who we are. He's got his eye on it. Well, we're from him. I mean, we came out of him. And so um, the, the, whole, the whole thing about Jesus coming was that he would spiritually bring us back to him, to the Garden of Eden, so we could walk in the same relationship Adam and Eve did before the fall. And so he's chosen us. So he's, he's um, put his eye on us. He was connected with us. And he says, I want this one. When I say this, I don't mean this one. But when you choose something, you go, okay, I want one out of the five. Okay, I want that one, which means I don't want the other four. Which means there's something about that one. Now, God wants everybody, so we know that. But to choose something means you draw it to yourself. um, And you make it a part of who you are. Yeah. So chosen generation, um, when I read at that particular verse, the chosen generation, that... The generation, you know, we always say generation is what? How you define it? Yeah. 40? 40 years. 40 years. Mm-hmm. So the generation. So generation always talk about, um, to me, when I, I think because, um, you know, the impetus on what is God is doing right now with us is generation and, and the divisiveness that comes in to separate the generation mm. is that, you know, sometimes like the other, oh, this is, this whole society is all geared to the young people oriented, but that is also divisive thought. So when we say that we are a chosen generation is that we are generation all together as yeah. a family. So the family is generation. Yeah. That's how I would say that. Yeah, I love that. Pastor, I love Pastor Barry used to say that a generation is if you took a snapshot right now of the entire earth, mm-hmm. and this is this generation. Yeah. So in, within this generation, there's a baby that was just born, and then there's someone that's getting ready to, to pass that's away. It's a, it's a snapshot, this generation, mm-hmm. where a lot of times we do think this generation would be like the millennials yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. We love millennials. We do. We love, but we love everybody. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is what I think is, is so cool about that is that where it says you're a chosen generation, and in the, in the Passion it says you're a chosen treasure mm-hmm. for this. So you have value as a treasure for mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, it really, you know, what's happening right now is really horrible and I wish I wasn't living here and why can't we go back to this or whatever. But it's like, you have to realize that you were chosen because you have the capacity to bring what, what needs to be brought in this season to this people and to the world. You know, it's like, like Esther, you know, you were chosen to be alive for such a time as this. And we have to take that on and we have to really step into that and ask the Holy Spirit, you know, okay, what does that mean for me? You know, how do I express your goodness, your love, your healing, your prosperity in this, in this season? I love that because I love that you said, um, take it on because we are born for such a time as this. So it's such an honor for me anyway, it's such an honor to actually be on earth, no matter what things may look like and my personal life may, whatever I may go through, it's an honor that he put me here right now. Um, and, and, and really right now is such a critical time for our nation and our world. And yet I'm called like he put me here for right now. And it actually, for me, it, it makes me dig deeper into, okay, man, you put me here, God, for right now. So what exactly, what further do you have for me to do, especially, you know, during this time and moving forward that I haven't been doing yet? Like, how do we move forward? How do I move forward in my call or how do I move forward in what you've called me to do? And I, it's funny because I read the rest of that. I've got the passion open right here and, and the, um, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. The gener- the one that you just read. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. he called you out of darkness to experience his mar- marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. That's the whole point of being chosen is that he claims you as his own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. 
I love that word broadcast. I do. Yeah. 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 Because there's a lot being broadcasted right now. Mm -hmm. In the same way, I loved when Heather shared about what um, that scene in The Passion um, when the enemy was coming against Jesus' identity. Because he is coming against our identity right now. He really wants us to feel powerless to everything that's going on. And um, you have to remember, like, remember some of the basics right now. Don't just let them be head knowledge. Mm -hmm. Allow them to be an impetus from which you live, from your heart. It is Christ in you, the anointed one and his anointing Mm -hmm. in you that is the hope, the expectation of good, Mm -hmm. of the manifest presence of God on the earth. That's what that scripture means if you Mm -hmm. tear it down. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the anointed one Mm -hmm. and his anointing in you, the expectation of good Mm -hmm. and the manifest presence of God on the earth. And then the Isaiah, I think, it's, I believe it's the Isaiah 10, 27, talking about that anointing is breaking, destroying. Okay, let me correct myself. It's not destroying, it's um, um, not breaking. It's the destroying the yoke of any kind of bondage. So Pastor Barry used to say that, you know, you are, we are all little Christ in one. We are all, but he didn't mean it to be little or less than Christ. He meant that the reason Christ is in us, and he obviously, like Heather said, we're born for this time and this generation. We just arrived on, on time and perfect timing. And we didn't miss anything. And, you know, the expression says that Sometimes we run into a certain situations like the whole world came down to us, and then, but um, we always encourage Jesus didn't fall from the throne. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been always in charge of everything, and I loved what Heather said about um, that someone um, sows and waters, and then someone rips. So it means that the parts that we're doing. There's a no such thing as um, futile and empty work. So I think the scripture I'd like to share is, I think, in the Hebrews that while it's in Hebrews 4, while it is called today, do not harden your heart. And hardening is not like you're like purposefully, oh, I will not listen to you, God. That's not it. It's just that sometimes... The hardening is that we are so familiar with what we know, what we knew in the past, even with the scriptures, even with you know, friendships and families. I think we, we were abundantly um, you know, um, realized during this pandemic that it really located us where we are as individual, as family. I'm not talking about in a negative way. I'm talking about in a good way. That we really need to rise up. Rise up and do our parts. You know? And then some of you may be called to sow. And some of us called to water. And some are reaping the harvest. But it's all for the glory of God. And um, I think we are all called to be, uh, as a, a child of God, to what would you say, <laughs> to, you know, go and conquer our own mountain. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. So I think um, our time is getting <laughs> very close. Yeah. And thank you for just, you know, um, yeah, um, I guess I'll pray. <laughs> and thanks for just um, us just, you know, sharing our hearts together. So I'll just pray. And, um, and Father God, we thank you for your amazing, amazing love toward us. I thank you, Father, that what you're doing with us individually, as family, and also as church, and, and as a nation, and with everyone on this entire globe and 
you are in control. And as we um, head out tonight, that your Holy Spirit guide us and also always just walk along with us and and we'll have the heart to hear your voice and not hardening our heart and not get familiar with this path that we're walking. So you will give us the freshness, just like a worship tonight, that our hearts just open wide and our passion was expressed. So as you walk about, that you give us that very wind of spirit to just breathe that air and breathe in and just be who we are and just do what you called us to do every day. So we bless everyone who's here and as they go out and go to their own place of matron and to be influenced, to influence the, um, their sphere with your joy and your strength and your word and your promise and your intent for this time for everyone. So we pray in Jesus' name and we just we just glorify your name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.